0: What do you think about the Steelers getting three and a half heading over there? You think they can cover that? I, th- I think they
1: can. I think that's pretty generous. I, You know, typically you look at the, the home team getting a couple points just for being at home. So I think they're, uh, the odds makers are being pretty generous with Pittsburgh that they're going to be able to keep it close. And if history means anything, keeping it close means they'll win.
0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome into the show. Ryan O'Leary here, along with my good buddy Kurt Popejoy. It's the Steelers Wire podcast, powered by the USA Today Network, and we're available wherever you get your pods. So subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend. That's how you can support us, and we appreciate you. Uh, Here's what I wanted to do with the show, Kurt. I just figured it's kind of a re entry kind of week for us. Uh, You know, you were off last week on the show. We we met uh, Allison Kohler, your correspondent. She was excellent. So it was great to meet Allison on the show last week. Uh, But we're kind of getting back into it now so i just thought let's do a six pack of questions that sounds good it's about about the steelers and about maybe some other bigger range topics in the nfl i'm going to just fire some questions off at you you haven't been prepped on these and we'll just have a little bit of fun on this show
1: yeah sounds good let's do it
0: question number 1 kurt the steelers were off on their bye uh, and they saw all three of their afc north opponents win ball games so that wasn't great right they didn't, they didn't exactly win the bye week the bengal's ravens and then the big the big surprise was the browns Huge upset over the 49ers uh, without their quarterback and uh, Nick Chubb. And they pulled off that upset over the 49ers. So now all four of these teams in the division are clumped together. They're separated by a game in the loss column. So as we stand entering week seven, Kurt, which AFC North team is best? Which team rises up and wins this division, do you think? What, what's the best team in the AFC North?
1: I got to say the Bengals. I know they're in last place, but now that Joe Burrow's healthy, they're they're going to be tough. I wrote about that after last week's games, that they're probably the scariest team in the AFC right now. I give all the respect to the Browns' defense, but their offense can't sustain. That's kind of the same way I look at Pittsburgh, and you just never know about the Ravens. I mean, you just never know about Lamar Jackson being able to maintain consistency. Uh, but yeah, now that Joe Burrow's played healthy, they're probably the team they should have been Five weeks ago, you know? Yeah,
0: I'm with you. I like the Bengals. I think the Ravens are always wildly overrated. And I think the Steelers, although they came into the bye week, their bye week, I should say, in first place in the division, I don't think they're going to finish there. <laughs> and so that was no. kind of what I thought with that question. All right. Question number two. What do you think is the number one issue plaguing the NFL, the NFL product right now? Kurt, and I'll just throw some examples at you, like hamstring injuries, huge epidemic across the league. I think the offensive line play across the board is terrible. Uh, which maybe maybe comes down to coaching. I think the the NFL does have a coaching problem at the position groups. The coaching is not good enough there. I don't know why, yeah. why they can't we can't teach grown men who are in the league paid to block how to block.
1: I'm all about offensive line. I commented the other day that it feels like every NFL game I watched last week, the quarterbacks were running for their lives, and didn't matter how many first round picks are on that line. Everybody was running for their life. And it's like you said, is it coaching or is it the fact that these college offenses don't run NFL blocking schemes? You know, they're running these novel sort of spread offenses. Um, A lot of times the zone read runs, offensive linemen aren't even asked to block. You know, if you're the offside, you don't even, you just stand up. And so for me, definitely offensive line is the biggest problem. The best teams in the league, have good offensive line play right now. Question number three,
0: which Steeler, Kurt, do you think deserves a promotion the most? Is it Joey Porter Jr., Jalen Warren, Broderick Jones? You could throw another name in there if you want. Which Steeler deserves a promotion to a starter the most?
1: It's absolutely Joey Porter Jr. Not only because he's probably playing the best of all the guys who are currently backups, they need him in the starting lineup more than they need the others. Yeah, Jalen Warren, probably does deserve more carries, but Najee Harrison, a bad player. Broderick Jones probably deserves to start left tackle, but I don't think the gap between he and Dan Moore is that huge. I think getting Joey Porter on the field, you know, for whatever reason, Mike Tomlin seemed pretty content just taking this patient route. You know, I wrote about it. I don't know if it's the fact that he pushed Kendrick Green out onto the field two years ago and it blew up in his face. And now he's just kind of showing a little more restraint, but there's some reason that he's not wanting to put these guys out there. And Joey Porter easily is the guy who should get a promotion this during this during this week. Yeah, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, and their rookies. Kurt,
0: it's like a frustrating thing every year, right? They just don't oh. want to put them on the field.
1: It's all or nothing. You throw Kendrick Green out there to replace Marquise Pouncey after he played three college games at go at center, and then. That doesn't work. So now you just won't play any rookies. You know, even Kenny Pickett didn't even get the start opening weekend last year. So yeah, I don't, I don't get it. He goes one or the he goes one direction or the other. Um, You know, Keanu Benton probably deserves to be in the starting lineup. I mean, it's sometimes it's just a matter of you got to put the best eleven out there, and I don't think he always does that when it comes to rookies. Question number four, kind of along the
0: same lines. uh, Omar Khan made a move, Kurt, recently, a notable one. Where he cut veteran corner Desmond King in favor of signing a rookie. His name is Darius Rush off the Chiefs' practice squad. That gives the the Steelers three rookie corners from the 2023 draft class alone. Mm-hmm. Now, in Joey Porter Jr., Cody Trice, and now Rush. What's the vision here from Khan and the Steelers in making this move? You think to go get Rush?
1: You know they don't really have a spot for another cornerback per se. You know you've got Wallace and Peterson and Porter and James Pierre. And Chandon Sullivan, so they've got their five. So I think they're probably just going to stash him away, see what he can do. They figured they knew what they had with Desmond King wasn't going to work. Let's sign Darius Rush off the Chiefs practice squad and see what we can get with him. They worked out four other major cornerbacks. Um, I'm I'm not sure. I, it feels a little desperate, you know, at this point in the season if you're hunting down guys that nobody else wants. But we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, fair. Enough. I mean, once these guys develop, they're all big kids. These three rookies, right, Kurt? Yeah. So if they, if these guys pan out and they end up being in the lineup down the road here, maybe in future seasons, big yeah. long corners. So maybe that's yeah, cause
1: what... Wallace because yeah. Wallace a free agent at the end of the year? Um, Peterson's got one more year, but who knows if he would stay? So yeah, you could see. I mean, Trice and Porter easily as the starters next season. Yeah, so maybe
0: it's a long-term play. But an interesting move, nonetheless, by Omar Khan. Uh, question number five. This one's just for the fans, Kurt. Um, who's your favorite candidate to replace Matt Canada as offensive coordinator in 2024?
1: Of course, it's Ben Roethlisberger, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's perfect. That's everybody uh, that thinks is, is and be. that's what the fans want, right? Oh, my God. If you if you want to make the fans happy, that's what you tell them. Everybody thinks Ben should be the next offensive coordinator. Honestly. I think you're going to see some pretty good head coaches lose their jobs this off season who are pretty good offensive minds. And a lot of times it's not that guys are bad coaches or just bad head coaches. So I kind of look, you know, if they do decide to make a change, I think there could be some recently terminated head coaches out there who might not be a bad fit to bring in. Uh, But as at this point, I really haven't thought too far ahead. I know people talked about Bruce Arians, you know, pulling him out of retirement or whatever but no if it's not ben the city's just gonna riot anyway so (laughs) it's fine
0: i love that it's a perfect answer big ben is the answer excellent yeah uh all right question number six and then we're going to get on to this game against the rams um two-part question kurt you can answer this however you you want what current Steelers player is most likely to be traded before the halloween trade deadline or what player outside the organization could be this year's version of Minka Fitzpatrick? Like which, which one do you want to go? I know there's Najee Harris okay. is in a lot of rumors in yeah, terms of yeah. a guy that the team could ship out. If, is there anyone else out there that you'd want? Like you could answer that
1: either way, but what do you think? I mean, for me, if I'm looking at who could get traded, I still think with an option. I, I still think that with teams kind of desperate for quarterbacks. Sure. I can, I could see that being a deal that they make, especially if, closer to trade deadline they're they're still playing good football in the thick of it and they can add a player um as far as who to trade for if you believe the rumors that the broncos are just going to sell off um sertan would probably be the guy maybe oh Oh my gosh you know if you're going to make a big trade that's that's the guy i would want to add um there really isn't an offensive lineman out there. And other than offensive line, there isn't a position other than cornerback where I would really look for a big trade, but Sertan would be the easy one. Yeah. That's a good name. That's a
0: good one. Or if, you know, if it's really a fire sale over there, Garrett Bowles for the, yeah, the Broncos, their left tackle could be another one. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's, that's a good one. The Broncos could be a good one and they could be selling off wide receivers, offensive linemen. Who knows yeah, if you believe what you're reading about the Broncos and where they're headed. Yeah, for sure. So, All right, that was fun. I thought that would just be a fun way to get back into it coming off the bye, but we have a game to talk about, Kurt. But first, here's some fantasy advice for Week 7 from TheHuddle.com.
2: I'm Corey Bonini of TheHuddle.com, here to bring you fantasy football strong plays for Week Number 7. Quarterback Jordan Love, Green Bay Packers at Denver Broncos. Love returns from his bye week with an offense that should be as healthy as it has been all season, and he heads to the Mile High City to face a Denver unit that has given up 12 passing touchdowns in 5 contests, which is tied for the most in football. Only 3 of 168 attempts have been intercepted, and just the Washington Commanders have given up more fantasy points, mostly due to allowing big numbers to running quarterbacks. Love is a rock-solid quarterback one play. Running back Kareem Hunt, Cleveland Browns at Indianapolis Colts. As of Wednesday, Hunt was dealing with a thigh injury, so keep track of that one. But his workload ramped up last week, and he saw 12 carries and 3 receptions, resulting in 71 total yards and a score. He still fell behind Jerome Ford in utilizations, but that kind of touch talent cannot be ignored, especially in a week when you have 6 teams on by. Indianapolis has allowed the 10th most PPR points in the last 5 weeks, and just 4 teams have been worse at keeping running backs out of the end zone on the ground. Desperate owners can roll with Hunt as an RB2 or a flex play. Wide receiver Joshua Palmer, Los Angeles Chargers at Kansas City Chiefs. Palmer has at least 10 PPR points in three straight contests, and he draws single coverage as defenses look to contain Keenan Allen. While Austin Eckler's return last week lowers Palmer's ceilings a little bit, there's still enough to go around in this high-volume passing offense. He has scored three times in the last two games versus Kansas City, and the Chiefs have given up four wide receiver touchdowns in the last five weeks. Plus, this one could turn into a shootout. Palmer is a quality wide receiver three during Biomageddon. Tight end Luke Musgrave, Green Bay Packers at Denver Broncos. We're double dipping on the Packers passing game with this one. There have been a few flashes from the rookie in 2023, and this could be the week in which it all comes together. Denver is the worst defense at limiting tight ends in the last five weeks. Six teams are on a bye to amplify the need to take a risk, and Musgrave has tallied six catches in two of the last three contests. The Broncos have permitted the most yards on the third most catches and touchdowns at the 11th highest rate since the end of week one. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out The Huddle, com
0: heading to sofi stadium man kurt that stadium is freaking awesome <laughs> every time i see that thing on tv it's like wow i gotta go visit that place looks so freaking cool so to yeah. steelers fans going out there i'm sure there's a ton uh, it might be 50 50 crowd out there uh the way the steelers fans travel uh, I, i'm yeah, sure a yeah. lot of fans are going out there that i gotta go see that place but what, what do you think about this game the rams are a team that's kind of they've kind of got their footing again. They had a down year last year, obviously, Yeah. but uh, they're playing better football. Steelers come in at three and two. Rams are three and three.
1: What do you think about the matchup? Up until Monday, I was I was pretty concerned. Um, I hate to see that the Rams lost a couple of running backs, but the fact that they're probably going to start a guy who's a rookie, Zach Evans, and they brought his backup off the practice squad really helped Pittsburgh. And if they don't have to worry about, I think it's Kyron Williams, uh, yeah. that back, he had a really big game and then hurt his ankle. Uh, if they can if they can focus more on Matt Stafford, that, that'll that really benefit Pittsburgh. You know, I, I think that trying to slow down a balanced offense has been their undoing all season. And, and if they can't make a team one-dimensional, they're going to struggle. And so I, I like it a little more now that they're a little short-handed at the same time on the other side of the ball, Pittsburgh's healthy. You know, I think they had everybody who was a full participant at practice today, all the guys who've been missing time. So I feel a little better about it, other than the normal things you worry about when you worry about the Steelers. You know, traveling across country, coming off a of bye week, are they going to be able to to, to get up for this game, play hard. You know th- those are the things that concern me. Um, obviously, the Rams got a couple of former Steelers that Pittsburgh didn't want anymore. And now they're playing great football, so that's kind of a storyline in this. You know, Pittsburgh replaced Kevin Dotson in the starting left and offensive line. Now he's the highest graded guard in the NFL. <laughs> of course, um, Aquila Witherspoon. You see Pittsburgh struggling at cornerback and Sean McVay just can't say enough good things about the killer Witherspoon. You know, there'll be some talking and things about that. But, but I, I like Pittsburgh's chances if they come out and play hard.
0: Yeah, what, what kind of juice do you think uh, Deontay Johnson coming back in the lineup gives the offense, Kurt?
1: I think he'll be a little bit limited. I, I, I have a hard time believing he's going to be a full-time player right out of the gate. He talks like he's ready to roll. He does, yeah. I think it's going to depend on You know how those first few snaps are, how he looks. I think if he if if he shows he's healthy, you know, Tomlin is a huge proponent of conditioning. If if he thinks that Deontay Johnson's, you know, got the got the win to play a full game, he'll probably keep him out there. You talked about maybe making the Rams
0: a little more one dimensional. I think that's a great point. With Kyron Williams, looks like he's going to miss the ball game. The Rams are going down to like their fourth running back at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, Stafford, Cooper Cup, being back, uh, this Puka Nakua kid is just, like, tearing up the NFL. Uh, Tyler Higbee's a good little tight end. Like, what do you think about that matchup, the Steelers going up against uh, all those weapons on the Rams? Do you think it's, you know, if the Steelers can make them one-dimensional,
1: they can win that matchup? If if Pittsburgh can't put pressure on Stafford, he'll just carve them up. I mean, that's that's we've seen it all year. Uh, You know, C.J. Stroud, did it to him because they couldn't get any heat on him. He's a rookie. You know, Stafford is a smart guy. He won't he won't make mistakes unless Pittsburgh forces him to. And so it's all going to depend on the pass rush. If T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith are doing their jobs, it's going to make the jobs of those guys behind him so much easier. But, yeah, I mean, there was a joke because Pittsburgh last played the Rams in 2019 and Cooper Cup didn't have a catch. And Mike Tomlin said, "You know, that's a lifetime ago in football years. You know what he did then. That's that would be a thing now. So, if if they can't if they can't put heat on Stafford, I I would not trust the secondary to to you know keep those guys in check. Yeah, there's just there's not a lot of matchup trends between these teams
0: because it's one of those teams that the Steelers just they see them once every four years. The last time was 2019, as you said. They've only played them six times since the millennium." Uh, And the Steelers have won the last four in a row. So that's one thing that I'm a little nervous about is that the Rams might be due in this matchup. You know, the Steelers kind of randomly beat them the last four times.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's you know, when you talk about matchups, though, Aaron Donald, who's going to block Aaron Donald? Who's going to block Byron Young? That defensive end they've got. I mean, I don't know who's going to play left tackle, but they're going to have their hands
0: on him. For sure. I mean, Kenny Pickett dealing with that pressure from Donald right up the middle in his face, that's... That's a tough one. Uh, it's one thing to deal with the pressure off the edges, but Donald's a different cat inside. So, yeah, yeah it'll definitely be a challenge. Uh, all right. Well, the Steelers come into this ball game on the road. Uh, three and a half is where the, the line is at at time of recording, Kurt. What do you think about that number? Um, the Steelers are getting three and a half points on the road again in beautiful SoFi Stadium, which I'm jealous of all you Steelers fans going to the ballgame, <laughs> by the way. What do you think about the Steelers getting three and a half heading over there? You think they can cover that? I-
1: I think they can. I think that's pretty generous. I you know, typically you look at the, the home team getting a couple points just for being at home. So I think they're uh the oddsmakers are being pretty generous with Pittsburgh that they're going to be able to keep it close and if history means anything, keeping it close means they'll win.
0: Yeah, I like that take. I'm with you. Where does Sean McVay rank among the top coaches in the NFL to you Kurt? Do you think he's up there?
1: Yeah, you know, I do. I mean, I I like anybody who's kind of innovative. You know, I like the fact that he doesn't, um, I don't want to say this. He doesn't try too hard to fit players into what he wants to do. He's willing to like make the offense and defense fit his players. And I think that's smart. Taking your players and building the system around them as opposed to the other way around. I think that's always been something that I've appreciated about how my great coaches.
0: Yeah, it's a little different with some of these younger guys, huh? Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah, it definitely is. All right, so coming out of the buys, are any uh, any cool articles you guys are working on or have already posted on Steelers Wire that people might want to check out? Coming out of the bye week, Kurt, what's going on on the site?
1: I mean, we've been talking a lot about what to expect this week, what we hope the the bye week did for the Steelers. Um, I know Allison put up a piece about that crazy fine that TJ Watt got. Yep, um, you know, pair of them, two finds in the same game. The second one I'm okay with. First one I don't know, but but yeah, we're we're basically trying to sort out who's going to be playing on Sunday. You know, what what kind of mindset? You know, we've been watching really closely when the players talk to the press. You know, where's their head after a week off? They did a padded practice today. It was really physical. We're going to talk about that. Um, and and just kind of what going forward? What do we need to see this Sunday? to help fans kind of keep faith that this season is, you know, Steelers wire, of course, has
0: you covered up until kickoff and beyond that's where you should be for everything, obviously. And for Kurt Popejoy, Ryan O'Leary, thanks for joining us as always on the pod, please subscribe, tell a friend, leave a review, all that. Let us know what you think. We appreciate you for hopping on board. We'll catch you next week after Steelers Rams. Looking forward to that.